Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Evan. It's Saturday, September 11th of 2021. It is about 6.08 a.m. I'm sitting here in my living room getting ready for the sun to come up and go on a walk today. So this is going to be a little bit of a, talky, a co coffee talk ramble before the content of today's episode. So I've got some coffee here. Go ahead and Grab a beverage of your choice if you'd like. I'd just like to chat with you for a little bit about the significance of today and think back and share with you my experience of 9-11. So can you believe it was 20 years ago today that we had the attack on America? Unbelievable to me that it was 20 years ago. Any simple Google search that you do today or as you're watching television, you're going to see all sorts of things about people writing articles and talking about how did 9-11 change America. So I don't want to get into that per se today, but I want to give you my personal reflection of how it changed me and how it may have been the catalyst for me to wake up in my pursuit of breaking through broke. So as you guys know, I'm 55 years today. <clears throat> so when 9-11 occurred, I was only 35 years old. Many of you listening, you might be in your 40s, and so you may have been 20 or 25. And by the way, I apologize for the audio. I'm on my cell phone, just kind of hanging out here in my living room before I go outside and walk. So you may have to turn up the volume a little bit. But I just felt it was so important to <clears throat> talk to you right now in this moment as I was thinking about this. Um, I actually produced the episode that you're about to hear a couple months ago called Breaking Through Broke. And I wanted to then do this little intro into 9-11. So yeah, I was 35 years old working for the company that I'm working for now. Some of you know by listening to my back episodes, I've been with my company for 23 years. And so I was in a class, an instructor-led class. I'll never forget the instructor's name. Her name was Pam. We were in a class. There were about 20 of us in a training room. And it was that morning, Tuesday morning of September 11th of 2001. And just like you guys, you may remember, we all heard about that little plane, the, the, the um, report that was a little plane, you know, crashed into the, one of the towers. So we're all looking at each other in this class going, what, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Well, obviously, as you know, it happened very quickly then. And so there was this rush of anxiety and this stress in the, the training room and people were getting a little bit scared and so everything stopped as you know wherever you were everything just stopped and we ran into the very large break room that we have at the company that I work for and there were two televisions like in the corners of the room and I remember I was standing there with everybody else in awe just looking up at the television of the towers that were smoking, right? And then the word of the Pentagon, and then the word of the, the other plane, all, that, all, all of that was unfolding. And we were 
just scrambling. And, you know, our president was talking to us through the speaker system and just total chaos, as you know. And again, you guys have your own personal remembrance of that day as well. Yeah, and I was just, you know, 35 years old. It was just six years after my bankruptcy at 29. <clears throat> I was with this company that I thought I could have this future with. And I'll never forget, I have a, a friend named Tracy, and she was a little bit younger than me, but she had left New Jersey a couple years prior to move to Florida to work for the company that I'm with in her pursuit of a dream of moving to Florida, you know, and that kind of thing, and building a life there. Well, she was in the room, and I looked over at her, and I'll never forget this image of her crying. She's talking into her cell phone, and she was talking to her sister, who was in New York City, working in a building nearby. And I'll never forget looking at her and just, she was crying, looking up at the TV monitor like we all were. And that moment is something I'll never forget. Um, subsequently, a year later, she decided to move back to New Jersey to be with her family. So it did change people, obviously. Um, but that's, that's one image that I, I, that I remember. You know, again, looking up at those televisions. So... Let me move forward and then talk through, like, how did that really change me as an individual? <clears throat> I, I was renting a little apartment, you know, in 2001. Um, again, I had not even thought of personal finance. It wasn't until a couple years later. Um, and so what happened then is the two years that followed 9-11 or a year and a half later, <clears throat> I think there were a lot of companies in America that were <clears throat> realizing that the economy was not that great. It was a very scary time for a lot of people, myself included. Um, I had just put a down payment on this condo that I'm in right now in 2003, and my company decided to do a reduction in force and let go about 100 people. So this was flash forward then to later in 2003. Um, I've shared this story before with you, but I had, you know, put a down payment, or I, I, I purchased this home, but I didn't close yet on it, and I'm getting news from my management team that they were eliminating my position, but they luckily offered me another position, and I said, yes, absolutely, I'll take it, which is the position I'm in now, and of course, yes, I've gone through several promotions and things within the group I'm in, but I have that memory of, you know, shortly after 9-11, I'm going through this awakening process of my life and how I'd become such a financial train wreck. So it's 2003, I accept this new job, but that new job carried with it a responsibility that I had not anticipated in my life, which was having to travel, as I've told you. So every month or so I was traveling in a, you know, air travel. So coming out of 9-11, that was a scary time and I wasn't quite sure I wanted to do that it created a little bit of anxiety. But then, you know, you have to look at your life and take advantage of situations that come your way as a result of anything that happens that externally in the world that we can't control. And so I had to look at that as a gift and say, Evan, you're just gonna have to change. <clears throat> this is a great opportunity. You don't wanna pass it up. I was learning about 
life and how I could sustain myself and build wealth over time. And as you know, then in 2003, um, on my second business trip in Seattle, Washington, I was in the Space Needle looking out over Mount Rainier and said, I'm going to fly home and learn personal finance. And then that all sparked um, at the end of 2003 into 2004. So I think it really was truly an initial spark for me to wake up and really take what I think we should all do is personal responsibility for ourselves. I want to talk a little bit about that and share with you guys and help motivate you that, you know, I do believe that every individual, whether you're in a relationship or not, every single individual, I think, has to take personal responsibility for their lives and especially their financial lives and learn the skill sets that you need. As an example, with personal finance, if you're one of those people listening right now that found me on the Broke at 40 podcast and you're not sure, like I didn't know anything about personal finance back in those years, then I would ask you to educate yourself. You have at your resource a phone, a Google search. You can learn anything you want. I've shared with you previously, and even in 2005, as I was still learning about personal finance, I asked one of my coworkers, what's a CD? A, certif a certificate of deposit I didn't even know. I didn't even know what a mutual fund was. So that 20% of knowledge that you need to build wealth is yours for the taking. It's personal responsibility. Nobody's going to come to you and give it to you. You're going to learn it on your own. And building wealth is not that difficult. You optimize every single year that you're in, and you learn to break through broke. But each year you have to commit, as you've heard me say before, that Optimization is the key for the year that you are in. You look at your finances right now and say, what can I do in these 12 months that I have? Chunk it out into those increments of time. will turn into 10 increments of time, which is a decade. But if you don't optimize the year you are in, it's going to negatively impact, as you know, the years that follow. So. One thing I can say as I wrap up this introduction and lead into the content of today's episode is I hope that by me sharing with you my past will motivate you to make the changes that you need to make. And I do believe that 9-11 for me really was that moment where I, I learned to take personal responsibility. I was no longer going to rely on the government I was no longer going to rely on anything else other than myself. Again, nobody's going to come over you with a wooden spoon and say, you have to learn personal finance. You have to get your act together. You can't be a train wreck anymore. Nobody. I mean, people in your life, yeah, your friends and family may say to you, you have to get things under control. But unless you take those actions and believe it yourself, you're not going to motivate yourself to make those changes. And so I would ask all of you then, as I lead into this episode, to take responsibility for yourself. 
and have that upward trajectory each and every single year to build wealth wherever you want to get to. If you want to talk numbers, then it could be 300,000, it could be 500,000, it could be 700,000, it could be a million. That's not what's important, really, because if you continue to work until the retirement age of 67 or whatever it is, then you'll have Social Security on your side. You'll have Medicare on your side to offset and to help subsidize your existence, sustainability. But why not do as much as you can for yourself to get to as brilliant as you can possibly be by the time you retire. And if you can expedite that faster, then maybe you could retire early. So let's move on now into the content of today's episode on how you can break through broke. Hey, before we start our episode, always remember if you don't want to be broke at 40 like I was, or if you are broke at 40, stay tuned on a weekly basis where I explore the basics of personal finance and more importantly, the behaviors that can bring you from broke to brilliance, whatever you think brilliance may be. And as always, this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please consult with a financial advisor if necessary. My name is Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining me this weekend on the Broke at 40 podcast. I'm so happy that you're joining me. And I also want to thank, like I do on many episodes, all of my new listeners that may be coming in to the Broke at 40 podcast. I know some of you are probably going back through my other episodes and you're kind of interested in how this normal guy that makes an average salary can go from broke to a million dollar status in about 14 years. And that may intrigue you as I hope it does. And today we're gonna be talking about exactly that, which is the millionaire metaphor. Um, And I'll start with that here briefly and talk about that before I move to Project Money Mastery. But you may remember some of you from my previous episodes where I've talked about the millionaire metaphor and what I think that means to me and what I think it should mean to you as well. And you guys know that in my episodes, I tend to now say that all of us can go from broke to brilliance. And brilliance is actually the word that I now choose to think about and to say to myself as I continue on my journey towards financial independence or wherever I want to be. And I want you guys to feel the same way and to use that word brilliance to motivate you to get to where you want to be. And the millionaire metaphor then to me really means, and I'm going to start by saying what a metaphor is, which I'm sure you know what it is, but a metaphor is a figure of speech in which a word or phrase is applied to an object or action to which it is not literally applicable. So when we think about millionaire, it does conjure up, as you guys know, many things in your brain. For all of you that are in your 40s, we think back to many decades ago where that really was the optimal place to be. And everybody thought, okay, you're rich, right? Well, flash forward now many years into the future, and it doesn't mean as much as it did then. However, it still carries with it the belief that. It, it is where you would want 
to be. And it still means a lot, believe it or not, because you guys have heard me say on previous episodes, and I, I Google this occasionally and I think about it. In fact, I just went to Dave Ramsey's website the other day and the the belief is, or the information on that website is that only about 8% of Americans can actually get to a million dollars. But then I thought it was about 22. So if you add those up and divide by two, maybe it's 15% or whatever it is, right? But it's a low number of people, even today in the early 2020s that actually are going to achieve a million dollars in their lifetime. So if you think of it that way, then of course, I think all of us should apply ourselves to try to get to that brilliance of a million because maybe many people won't get there. And that's what I want to actually talk about is the metaphor to me, when I say, you know, who wants to be a millionaire or however you want to spin it is the metaphor is that it may take many, many more years for some people, or it could take shorter years for others. There was an episode that I did in season number one of the Broke at 40 podcast, just to anchor back to this. I think it was episode number 25, where I talked about how can anybody realistically get to a million dollars in 15 years? But that doesn't mean that all of you have to get to a million dollars in 15 years. No, it's a metaphor, right? It could be longer. It could be 25. Stretch it out another 10 years, right? The ability for anybody to get there is possible, but it may take more time. And if you're broke at 40, then that's when we start thinking and getting desperate and going, oh my gosh, I got to chase returns because I'm behind the eight ball and we all panic. But if you really just stop and you breathe and you think about it, just like I did in that episode, it is truly a realistic thing to get to over 14 to 15 years if you are making enough income, especially if you're married and you have two incomes, then kudos to you because you have a great opportunity more than I had to create all of that income that you need to fund the engine that you're building. Okay. So we all, we all know that, right? So again, though, the metaphor really then is I want all of you to think about and optimize each and every year. That's the secret. So let's just pause right now and talk about that here for a few minutes that all of you listening come to the table, right? As listening to the Broke at 40 podcast with your own set of experiences and awareness and skill sets and income and debt and current expenses, right? You have to analyze your current situation, and you can always email me at evanthomasbroke at yahoo.com, as I say all the time, if you need help, and you can be on the show in a case study and all those things, right? But you really have to stop and analyze your current situation and be aware exactly where you are. So let's let's break that down a little bit. If you have debt of $50,000, $60,000, $80,000, and you're still, you know, trying to get to a net worth of zero, then it may take more than the 15 years to get to a million based on the amount of income you have coming in. If you have to do what we call a blended approach and pay down the debt at the same time that you possibly are also thinking that you're building wealth into your investments, right? It's a blended approach. So with that being said, it may take longer 
But again, there's nothing wrong with that. We're talking about a millionaire metaphor. We're saying to ourselves, how can we get to the best place we can possibly be in the future? And how are we going to break that down? We're going to optimize every single year and make the right choices. The days of making wrong choices in your life are finished. If you've arrived or landed at broke at 40 or whatever age you are, you just have to make that commitment to say, commitment to yourself to say, I'm done. I'm no longer going to behave in the way that I have behaved over 20 years or more. You've got to stop right now and say to yourself, I'm going to change. That behavior has to change right now in order to be able to see the future. So I would encourage all of you listening to the episode today, this is more motivationally based for those of you that still might be struggling. And and I know that I have listeners that are probably still struggling um, to even come up with the money perhaps to pay down the debt. And so for those of you listening that you are, you know, finding great jobs, hopefully, and you're really thinking through your money, then I really want you guys to think about this is a long journey. It was a long journey for me, as you know, as well. 15 years, guys, is a long time. 20 years is a long time. 25 years is also a long time. But break it down into one-year increments, and you've got to optimize the year that you're in today. If you make the mistakes of not optimizing the year that you're in right now, it is going to negatively impact next year and the year after and the year after that. So you just have to say to yourself, I'm stopping right now. And your brilliance is today. Your brilliance is what you do this day, this week, this month, and this year. And you need to pat yourself on the back and say, kudos to me for making those right choices. Now, let me segue into the second part of this episode today, which is I want you also to think about project money mastery and how it can be yours, as well as this millionaire metaphor that you're thinking to be brilliant with your life and your money. I want all of you to be thinking about project money mastery. So let's break that down. You guys know in one of my previous episodes, if you've been a loyal listener of the Broke at 40 podcast, which I hope that you are, and I hope many of you are going back over previous episodes that I've produced and listening to those to help motivate you. But you may remember that many years ago, I think it was 2012, I found a podcast called Project Life Mastery, Stephen James. And even though I don't believe in everything he says, I was fascinated by his content and fascinated by the word mastery. And I think that all of you should be fascinated with the word mastery as well. Why should you be fascinated with the word mastery? Well, if you think about your life as a project, and furthermore, your money as a project, then you can master money. Let me explain what I mean. So there are many people in the motivational space that believe that you are and have to believe that you are the chief executive officer of your life, that you as the CEO have control over if you're going to create 
a favorable financial future for yourself, or if you're going to create a disaster, a train wreck, like I did back when I was in my 20s and 30s. And for many of you, if you also, you know, didn't do well with money, which is probably why you're here and listening, then you just have to stop right now and say, I'm going to be or become the chief executive officer of my life. You're going to make it a game for yourself. Nobody has to know, right? (laughs) Or you can share with others. That's great too. But you've really got to say to yourself, I'm going to be my own project. And this is something I learned and thought about and expanded on uh, first by, you know, listening to Stephen James, um, Project Money Mastery, even though he's more of a investor and an entrepreneur than I am. I'm more of an optimizer, as you know, and a frugalist. And I believe more in those types of concepts, but it doesn't matter. I can still learn from that podcast. And he just motivated me so much. And I loved that word mastery. But, you know, this whole concept also I explored in episode number 53 of the Broke at 40 podcast, Stephen Chandler's book called Wealth Warrior really resonated with me. And if you go back and listen to my episode number 53, you'll hear that I put my little spin on it, which is the weekend wealth warrior. And why did I do that? I did that because I know that you guys listening to me right now have careers, you have lives, you have friends, you have family, you have commitments. You've got all these external forces coming at you all of the time during the week, even the weekends that people need you. People need your time. They need your resources. They need your love. They need your support. And so I really believe and want to tell each of you to step back and not do not don't say to yourself you don't can't can't do that for others because you can but you've got to get up early in the morning maybe set your alarm and say i'm going to get up early make some coffee i'm going to sit down at my desk in complete silence while everybody else in the house is sleeping if you have people in the house (laughs) Um, and you're going to take one hour two hours maybe three hours once a week to write down on paper exactly how you want to manage your project, which is your life, and your life is related to your money. So you have to get up early, perhaps, or if you're a a person that loves to stay up late at night, then you can do it at night when everybody's asleep. But whatever resonates with you, you've got to take that time to think about yourself again as a project and More importantly, in my opinion, then, is how do you turn that around in managing your money before it manages you? And so in Stephen Chandler's book, he really talks about that. You know, there are four concepts that he talks about, one of which is think of yourself as a project. And when I heard that for the first time, it really resonated with me. So your homework assignment then by listening to the Broke at 40 podcast today is to Think about yourself as a project and what do you need to do to get to where you want to be? It really works. It really does work to sit down and think about your money and, you know, be able to make changes in your life. Because here's the reality, guys, as I think about wrapping up this episode, I I say this all the time and I I just want to say it again that, you know, the reality is. Um, as you're listening to me right now, you know, this year is going to come to a close. 
and you might be ignoring your finances like I did. When I was broke <laughs> at 28, going into my bankruptcy at age 29, I didn't want to know how much debt I had. I was in complete denial. So I understand that many people listening that have found me are probably in denial as well. So I want to break through broke for you. I want you to add up all the debt that you may have if you do have debt. I want you to add it all up. I want you to look at your expenses. I want you to look at the home that you built, right? The, the life that you built, if it was an expensive home, or if you've got cars in the driveway that are luxury vehicles that you cannot afford. I want you to really look at all that. I want you to stop and analyze that and you know think through, is this the life that you want to be creating for yourself? Or is it society that said you should be doing these things? There's a real difference, right? And so as I think about closing this episode again, um, the two things I just really wanted to share with you is the millionaire metaphor again is how brilliant can you become is really what it is. You know, some people may not get to a million millionaire status, as I mentioned, you know, maybe 8%, 20% or so, 15%, whatever it is of Americans that actually can even get there. Even by the time they get to age 67 and they retire, they may only have 300,000 or 500,000, but that's okay. You became, if if that, if you followed, you know, the years and you did is exactly what you could do. Maybe you're not going to make additional money every year, right? Maybe that won't happen for you, but you optimized it each and every year and you became as brilliant as you could possibly be within that year. And again, that is all we can do, but we can also map out what we hope our life to be. And by doing so, many times it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy which means it's going to motivate you to really achieve your goals because you put it on paper and you said, this is what I want to happen. So again, as I think about closing this episode, I hope everybody thinks of yourself as a project. You are the CEO and you can master anything you want. And I also want to think about millionaire metaphor is that be thinking of that as brilliance. Be thinking of that as how brilliant can you possibly so that's what I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode where I talk through again the millionaire metaphor and project money mastery. So before I let you go, I just want to say that I did create a video out on YouTube. So you may know in a previous episode, I had mentioned that I'm going to probably start exploring you exploring YouTube a little bit. And so I did create a video out there of me talking through similar content to this episode. So if you just go to YouTube and put in Broke at 40 podcast with Evan Thomas, you should pop, it should pop up. So if you want to go ahead and subscribe to that and like the videos, I hope that you do. Um, that would really help me out as I embark on probably going towards YouTube as well in the future. It's probably going to take a long time to make that happen, as I mentioned before, uh, but I will be learning more about how I can make that happen. So again, thank you so much for listening to this episode today, where hopefully this motivated all of you that if you do have debt and you're still thinking about your financial future, be thinking to yourself as, you know, project money mastery is what you should be thinking and think of yourself again as a project. And always remember the millionaire metaphor is truly as brilliant as you want that to be for yourself. 
So I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. I want you to make it your mission to walk with me to wealth. You guys know that I appreciate you. I believe in you. And I congratulate you for every step of the way. I'm Evan Thomas, and I'll see you next week on the Broke at 40 podcast. Alrighty, that's going to do it for another episode, everybody. Hey, I've got a favor. If you've got a friend that's struggling financially at any age, please share this episode with them. Let them know that I went from broke to a million dollar net worth in just about 14 years. And if I can do it, anybody can. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. What do I always say? It's okay to be broke at 40. It really is, but not at 50 or 55 now that you found us. You can change your financial destiny. I'm Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast.